hello. Hope all's well and you're settling nicely into the weekend. Whatever you're doing or not doing this Easter weekend, I hope that you find some time to at least do something nice for yourself. Today's episode is a slightly different one than usual. On Saturdays, our plan is to bring you a chat with a familiar face, just sharing how they're finding life at the moment, what they're struggling with and what they've been surprised by during this time. Today's guest is Maya Dunphy and her son Tom, who you might hear pottering around in the background as we chat. Enjoy. It's such a strange thing because on one hand it feels huge and enormous and life-changing and and then on a day-to-day basis it feels kind of small if that makes sense because when you watch the news or put on the radio and you hear about the numbers and the death toll and the implications of this you think god this is so overwhelming but then on a day-to-day level um, I'm on my own with my son we're going to whatever green space we have outside our apartment we're doing arts and crafts we're walking past his creche and laughing that it's still closed and (laughs) planning our next meal, discovering meals in between meals, which is interesting. As Homer Simpson said, we found a a meal between brunch and lunch, which is interesting. (laughs) It's not going to do my waistline any favours. I saw someone said on on social media the other week, I'm not sure what I'm more afraid of, uh, developing a persistent cough or stepping on the scales. And (laughs) I don't want to be flippant, but I kind of understand that. I know, but it's funny, like some of the experts we've been talking to over the last week, you know, a lot of them have come back to the same point, which is, guys, you just have to survive this. Whatever way you come out of it, you just have to come out of it intact. It has brought out a lot of, I mean, I don't think it's even intentional, like, competition. I think people, we're, we're, now, we're now in a world with social media and we have access to information in other people's lives. And that's at a time like this, on the whole, it's a very good thing. Um, but then, you know, there is, I mean, I've started making my own sourdough. It hasn't worked out that well, but <laughs> I'm sharing it not to show off, but just because, frankly, I'm bored. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'm not doing workouts at home. I'm not signing up to Joe Wicks at 7 a.m., whatever he's doing. We've kind of turned it. Like, my son is basically like Elton John. He gets up at half nine, has a four-hour <laughs> breakfast. and He's a great isolation flatmate. Yeah, um, he sounds like but, he's a great crack. Yeah, but somebody did send me a message saying, my son started junior infants last year. is a year ahead of your son because my son is starting this September. Mm-hmm. And she said, I don't know. She said, I can send you the curriculum so he can be ahead of the game in September. And I said, Gee. well, yeah, yeah. oh, no, you're not joking. Okay. Um, so I said, no, no, we'll just stick to our own chaos. Thanks very much. So it, it is bringing out a certain element of competition between people or what should I be doing with this time? And Marion Keyes put a really lovely post out last week saying, look, you know what? All we have to do is get through this. Like we don't have to learn to speak a different language or learn to play an instrument or get really fit or get abs. Like we just, I'm paraphrasing, but her point was (laughs) we just need to feed ourselves and wash ourselves and look after people and get through it. And I think that's the fundamental thing. We don't have to come through this after 10 weeks or 12 weeks or 14 weeks and and say, yes, I learned Mandarin. Now I can play the harp. Exactly. We just have to all be alive. And we've never been through something like this before, so we don't know what we're supposed to do. So really, whatever you do is fine. Yeah, exactly. I think the key for me is one day at a time. Because I remember, I mean, three, four weeks ago, I did a show for RTE, a a travel show, High Road, Low Road. And we were were in in Turkey four weeks ago. And when we left, it was the story was just starting to break, but it really wasn't. uh, There was there was no travel restrictions at the time. And by the time we came back four days later, it was starting to become more serious. That feels like a year ago to me. And I think every day feels like a week. The key word here is unprecedented. We, d- we, didn't, we didn't have anything to, to 
to like pitch this against. We have yeah. no um, experience of this. So we all hoped because nobody wanted to to cancel their holidays and cancel Easter and cancel going to the pub and even basic day-to-day -day things. No one wanted that. Mm. And even for the first week, I think, I don't want to use the word novelty because still people were getting sick and it wasn't a novelty, but there was still an element of, there were lots of people getting out of things they didn't really want to do. And I include myself in that. Like all <laughs> my work has now been cancelled, which is an absolute nightmare. Yeah, I um, can imagine. I had one really big job that didn't involve being around lots of people. It was a corporate job. I said, I can still get that done. That'll be enough money to keep me going for a few weeks at least. That was cancelled. I went, ah, because there are one or two that I thought, I really want to get out of that because I didn't want to do it anyway. Yeah. And now, you know, all bets are off now. Now we're just kind of thinking, okay, how long is this going on for? So for me, I think we have to take it one day at a time because if you start thinking about next week or next month or June or August and people saying, oh, I won't be finished by then, it becomes completely overwhelming. Uh -huh. As human beings, we can't think about, we all like a certain amount of control and routine in our lives. I mean, I rally against it and I always think that I'm a very spontaneous person. The truth is I'm not. I think we all like a certain amount of routine in our lives, but it, the, the not knowing is the worst. If we were told, look, it's going to be a year or it's going to be 12 days, whatever, yeah. we could cope if we knew. It's the not knowing, I think, that's... That's 100%. almost the worst here. So I, I think, think one day at a time. So even if you are just existing and going, okay, tomorrow I'm having this for breakfast, this for lunch, this for dinner. I'm going to go for a walk at this time. I'm going to try and do 85 sit-ups. Just joking. <laughs> just checking you're still listening. Um, then that's enough. That feeling of uncertainty one of the best ways to counter that is to make the things that you can control predictable. So say, yeah. right, this is what we're going to do. This is our routine. And you can sort of rely on that for a little bit of certainty, at least, and just make you feel that little bit calmer. What have you found the hardest, Maya? The hardest is the guilt I feel about uh, my son. He's only four. So if he was younger, you know, if he was a baby, I mean, really, it's probably, it probably would have been the best time. If he had a baby around Christmas, it might be quite a good thing because there's almost an enforced extended maternity leave and... I remember all I did with Tom for the first sort of eight weeks was push him around in the days at a pram anyway. So, mm. <laughs> but I think at his age now, I can't, he doesn't fully grasp it. He get, he's actually he's quite funny. He said to me yesterday, because the news was on, I watch the 6-1 news every day and that's it. I'm trying not to overload myself with too many news sources. And they said COVID-19, COVID-19 a few times. And Tom has heard that before. Yeah. And he went, oh, mommy, I preferred COVID-18 and walked out of the room. Oh, like, stop. He's four. I said, yeah, bring back COVID-18, whatever the hell that was. <laughs> He's so sweet. But I don't want him to be anxious, so yeah. he knows about the virus. Obviously, I'm worried about work myself. As a mm. freelancer, I've had every job pulled, and it's a big worry. But mm. then, you know, I've, I've been in situations before where I felt very alone in, in a difficult situation. And this yeah. time, I feel like everyone gets it. Yeah. You know, that everyone else is in the same boat. Not that I get any pleasure from everyone else feeling miserable too, but I think we all have that feeling of uncertainty and anxiety to a certain level. Um, but one of the things, I'm quite a cynical person. I don't get involved in enforced merriment. And the, the 8 p.m. clapping a couple of weeks ago for the yeah. um, frontline workers, I thought, that's nonsense. Raise money for equipment for them. Raise money for them. Don't be clapping on your balconies and outside your front doors. That's nonsense. And then I thought, ah, come on. I live in an apartment complex. Just oh, make the effort for Tom's sake. It's something to do. And I, it was the, I, I, don't, I never let Tom see me cry, ever. And I had a lump in my throat and I Aww. couldn't stop the tears. Because yeah. I've, I bought this apartment 15 years ago and what? What? Tom has just shouted, Mommy, I have to do a poo in the bath. <laughs> so <laughs> Here we go. Well, the reality of isolation. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try and do it whilst still talking to you okay. on the phone. 
There we go. This is the other thing about um, parenthood. Oh, it's okay about parenthood. Yeah. That there were times when I was trying to work from home and not tell people I had a child at home with me. So I had to have them in the bath and have an iPad on. But the great thing is now it's a real leveler. So yeah. everybody has is at home. Everyone has, well, people who have kids have kids running in the back of meetings and things. Yeah. So I think, the, you know, it, it, it is a great leveler. It is that, as you say, a great leveller, but it's the fact that we're all have stepped into our shared humanity. We are all yeah. in the same boat. And I think that thing about clapping the healthcare workers, the business of hearing people's kids in the background or whatever, we're yeah. all like, yeah, Grant, that's normal life. Why yeah, would we try and suppress leveller. that stuff? Yeah. yeah. And I said it to somebody uh, again on social media, it's my only out at the moment. And they said, well, it's not really. It's like the Titanic was we were on that. They were on the same boat, but some were in steerage and some had no hope. I think, well, you know what? That's of course, there are people who will get through this yeah. less scathed than others. Yeah. But the point is, we all have an understanding. And I think there would have been there, there are going to be people who have never been near um, a dole queue applying for social welfare. I mean, yeah. like probably myself included. Mm. There are people who, you know, th- 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 there's no more them and us. I mean, yeah. there's, there's a different level of safety net for certain people. I get that. But, you know, there are people who were doing phenomenally well who now have had the rug like, pulled from under them. Is there anything that you're doing aside from the, the sourdough and the routine? Is there anything that you're doing to try and mind your mental health in it? Or are you just so overwhelmed? You're like, I'm just going to bed at the end of the day. I have to. I found myself looking forward to bedtime from about four o'clock every day. I thought <laughs> that's not a good sign. But then I think everyone else is the same. So yeah. I, I realise that my big thing is I'm not a gym bunny, but I loved walks. And I used to walk at least kind of four or five kilometres every day. And I wasn't doing that because I have no one to mind time. We're together all the time he's four mm. he has a scooter but he doesn't want to walk five kilometers so no. I dug out his old push chair and at least every second day we go out and we scooter and I put him in the push chair he's inherently quite lazy anyway um <laughs> and he has a little book to read or to, and I go for my just even two three kilometer walk w- within um within guard limitations just to be clear um and so I do that and even then I come home and I feel slightly brighter so I think whatever works for you like if you always did yoga find an hour to do yoga if you always went for a walk you know we still can yeah adhere to the to the rules and, and go for a walk i know that the days i get out and walk for even 45 minutes an hour myself and i'm, ch- I'm chatting away to my son he's in the push chair he's fine i'm not ignoring him mm. but the days i do that for myself then i can sit and play with him and i feel i feel slightly calmer about it It's funny when we've spoken to so many people this week working in psychology and therapy to hear born out in quote unquote real life exactly what they've been talking about as being beneficial. Finding a routine, focusing on the controllables, being kind to ourselves and finding ways to continue doing the things that always make us feel good. I hope you enjoyed that chat with Maya and that you'll join me again next week for more. If you've ever wondered what being in the present moment actually means Dr Sinead Lynch is back with us on Tuesday to tell us more. I'm Janie Lanagon. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, stay home and we'll talk again on Tuesday. This podcast is created and edited by Paul Moriarty and me, Janie Lanagon. You can keep up to date and find new episodes on rte.ie or wherever you get your podcasts. If you or someone you know is struggling with their mental health at the moment, please access helpline information at rte.ie forward slash helplines.